On this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS, Big D returns, and that means we're some wrestling. We're going to talk all about WWE possibly selling. We're going to also list our top 10 worst tag team names. And uh, Kidder is bringing back the Impossible Music Challenge Wrestling Edition. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. You're in a good place. Welcome to the show. It's Howard Blues and V Mark Kidder. Work all prophecies. Enjoy time with friends. The Triple B! Well, the Triple B sucks. Okay? Oh, come on. Whatever, man. This is Beer, Beer Blues, and BS. Online at BeerBluesBS.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that resembles a Japanese game show where whether you win or lose, everybody goes home with a concussion. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? What year is it? Uh, Sorry, that kind of came out of nowhere. You know what? Uh, I think I'm okay, but uh, I'm not as thin as you drunk I am. So there's that too. How are loose? How are you doing with all of your personalities? Uh, well, you know, uh, we had a had a meeting. There was a vote, and uh, you know, uh, I, there's some decisions and things I'm going to have to live with. But you know, for the most part, I'm doing all right. Fair to Midland, great. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Mediocrity. Yeah. That's what we strive to not accomplish on this show. Yeah. Thanks for joining uh, us. Uh, no, Kidder, uh, I mean, to use the catchphrase, it's been a week. It has just been a crazy week. I have sat through more meetings this week uh, than I'm used to. Um, I had one day where I just went from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting. I hardly sat down. You know, at my desk, I was just on the move that much. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it is about this January. Usually January is like one of the absolute quietest months uh, at work, but it's it's crazy this this year. Just crazy. We should get to drinking. And before we start drinking, it seems that somebody weaseled their way back into the bar, even though they were put on the ban list. I, you know, that's the problem with cookie gnomes, Kidder. You just, you can't get rid of them. They just keep coming back. And that's right, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't get it from that hint, he's back for more trolling and abuse. It's everybody's favorite. uh, The minister of trolling here at the Triple B. Big D is back with us. Big D, how are you doing tonight? Well, I just have a sudden urge to say cookie for some reason. I don't know why. But uh, yeah, do you had your right? hand in the perfect position right there, like right about here. Oh, it resonated with the through the mic. Uh, uh, no, no, with the cookies. It resonated with the cookies. Howard knows what I'm talking about, so don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna be one of those nights, is it? It's but now, one of those nights. Thanks yeah. for joining us. <laughs> true story. True story. But now, doing all right. End of another week. Uh, another chilly week here in the uh, El Forco Grande. But uh, always, always good to be back here with the uh, Sub Zero and Ermac of Internet Podcasting, Howard Blues and Mark Kidder. Fatality. For the record, it was going to be Sub Zero and Scorpion, but then you started talking about multiple personalities. So then Ermac kind of jumped in with the whole conglomeration of. Voices Sub-Zero in Mortal Kombat canon. 
don't think we understand that logic. Uh, it was almost Lacutus and Ermac, and I think you know who you would have been, Kater. But uh, mm. they're not they're not in the same series, so it just went with yeah. Mm. Is Sub Zero bald? I don't know. I don't think he is because there are some incarnations of him without a mask and the that headgear, and I think he does have hair. So sorry. Yeah, the only bald Mortal Kombat character. Well, I guess there's a couple because there's Kano. Baraka is technically bald, but you know his species just doesn't have hair. Shao Kahn kind of falls in that too. Yeah, not really a lot of bald fighters in Mortal Kombat. I think later incarnations of Ermac. Now that I think about it, without the hood, because he, he's not masked in like Mortal Kombat ten or eleven. With the hood down, he does have kind of a bald, mummified head. So kind of that works. Yeah. I mean, he's he's really just a, a husk of a shell occupied by thousands of souls. So any one of us, uh, maybe? That does sound like Howard Blues. <laughs> I, you know, people are going to think that, especially with all the different incarnations of Howard that we have running around on this show. We got past Howard, current Howard, Howard the Ref, future Howard. There's, there's a lot of Howards. What I'm saying. So I'm thirsty. You get thirsty? And sure. by you guys, I mean all of Howard. <laughs> <laughs> we require beer. What? <laughs> uh, I, guess, I guess that means it's time for what's on tap. I guess we can do this. Big D. Oh, I'm, going, I'm going first. Okay, cool. Well, I, it's been one of those weeks, so I decided to get a little stupid, adventurous, maybe synonymous. I don't know, but I felt like something green for no damn reason. Uh, I got some a uh, little bit of four loco sour apple. I haven't even opened it yet. I'm already regretting it. 14%, so I'm going to nurse this. For about uh, the first 20 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, see here. Nothing really about this. Just a Surgeon General's warning and then how much booze per serving is in there. And I already don't care. So this is something I've actually tried before. I I did see the uh, America for Loco that you had uh, one of their first times i was on the show i almost got it then i realized no i remember kidder did not enjoy that so yeah it'll make you want to have multiple personalities <laughs> oh wow why am i doing this to myself it's like you know, sour I've, uh... sour battery acid oh, well... and sadness I was gonna say I, I I've never actually had a four loco, so I I have avoided that misery. Um, but I did see a, a video this week where some poor guy had picked up uh, what he thought was an energy drink and he was drinking it. His girlfriend was like, "Why are you drinking that? What do you mean? It's an energy drink." And she's like, "Read the can." He starts reading it. Well, it's it's four loco. What what's what? It's an energy drink. She goes, "Read all of the can." He goes. 14% alcohol. Oh, there's alcohol in this? She's like, yeah. He goes, but I don't drink. Imagine you that. Was now, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Get her. What yeah. are you having tonight? <clears throat> um, I suppose that there's something around here that I could probably probably drink. Um, get low, as you can see here. Running out. But I have a shelf of lemonades. So uh, let's cheers to summer, and I had one of these on the show. 
So no, I won't do that one. But I didn't have this one. This is a peach. The peach flavored Smirnoff ice lemonade. <sighs> it says right on it must be 21 to purchase. Brewed in can by Smirnoff Company, Plainfield, Illinois. Drink responsibly. Now let's see here. Premium malt beverage, natural flavors, and certified colors. Remember, they are having to be certified because any regular colors just won't do. 4.5% alcohol by volume, 12 fluid ounces in this here peachy can. <sighs> here we go. That definitely smells like peach, so I'll I'll give it that. That it actually smells like real peach. Big D sniffed his and uh, shook his head as he pointed at it. I know it smells like a car battery with acid oozing out of it next to a Jolly Rancher of that flavor. Kind of soaking up the battery acid. So this one, uh, if you like peach, this one uh, would probably be for you. Very sweet. Like I said, the certified colors in here help to make it taste like actual peach. So uh, I guess if you like sweet and you like alcohol, this will get you jacked up pretty quick. Uh, yeah, give it a two and a half. Well, kidder. Uh, I got something quasi-local. I think you actually had this on the show last week. It's hard to remember. I kind of blacked out a lot of last week's episode. Um, but uh, I am having this evening uh, from the Black Leg Brewery out of Mackenzie, North Dakota. It is a bison beer. It's a Vienna-style lager. I think you had this last one. I think you... No? Maybe that was Local Geek. I could have sworn somebody had it on the show. But with everybody we had on the show last week, it was hard to kind of keep track of all that. Uh, let's see. North Dakota grain, artesian well water made in the USA. It is 5.4% alcohol per volume. Uh, the story on the back here, the ranch story. Homesteaded in 1882, Black Lake Ranch is a sixth-generation family-operated cattle and bison ranch, home to abundant grasslands just off the mighty Missouri River. We pride ourselves in honoring our rich Western history and traditions of the past while working hard to re regenerate and diversify our operation, creating opportunities and new, and new traditions for future generations. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's got a real thick taste for a lager. And I don't know that I'm a fan of that aftertaste. That is, that is just not a good aftertaste. Well, this is going to be a, a fight tonight, Kidder, to get through this thing. Um, God, I think I got to rate this like a two, maybe a 1.5. It is... Not good. You know, Kidder, um, 
we're gonna have to really think about what we want to drink for uh because episode 100 because we are just five episodes away uh from the big episode 100 uh which hey reminds me folks uh you have an opportunity to win a little bit of triple b merch that's right we're putting up one of our classic logo pint glasses all you have to do is three easy steps step one subscribe to our youtube channel it's pretty easy cost you nothing just hit that subscribe button that's all we ask step two Take and share your favorite piece of Triple B content to your Facebook page. Share it with your family and friends. And while you do that, you can do the third step, which is make sure you tag us at Beer Blues and BS the podcast. That way we know you did it. And if you do those things uh, on episode 100, we'll have a live drawing and uh, somebody could win that glass. I say could, Kidder, because so far we have zero entries. So listen, your odds are great right now to... <laughs> to do it just make sure that you have done it by february 16th uh because that gives me like a all of a day to uh to put together the list of names so uh make sure you get in on that get a chance to get your own triple b pint glass uh we'll mail it off to you it'll be great good times everybody will have a blast um but i'm looking forward to episode 100 i we're gonna have to think about what we're gonna talk about because <laughs> I, I don't know about you, Kidder, but I was not expecting the uh, the uh, plethora of guests we had last week. It was fun. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But it's kind of like, well, gosh, we, we, we had like everybody on the show. Not everybody. Just, not everybody, but just about everybody. The show would be on the 17th. Well, March third officially when the announcement will mm. will air. Yes. So mark it on your calendar now. March third, twenty twenty three, three three twenty three for number one hundred. Yeah, and then you know, like all of like a month later, uh, we'll have our two year anniversary on the show. So we're coming up on that April 11th was the birthday of the triple B and uh, Kinder, we have talked about it. We need to, we need to have some more discussion, but you know, the last time we mentioned the two year anniversary, we talked about doing that show live. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it uh, might as be well interesting. Can't get any worse. Well, Kinder, while we are stalling uh, once again, I'm back at the paint desk and uh, yeah, I'm still continuing to assemble bones models so it uh you know just continuing to make progress it is fun how fun is it oh uh, you know more fun than a box of rocks well rocks mm. are they so straight, straight rocks out of the like your parking lot or maybe a rock garden or are they polished rocks well you know i wasn't gonna get that technical you know, hmm. and I'm sure we're already going to get hate mail from some geologist out there. Like, rocks are a load of fun. You, you should you should respect those rocks. Rocks are great. I almost said your parents don't watch this show, but then I'm like, they're not early geologists. Uh, are they? They, 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 well, they are, but they're not. <laughs> uh, so, so in the realm, 
both of my parents and my sister are uh, geological engineers. So I got a lot of got a lot of rock lickers in the family. <laughs> For the fact, just remember all three of you if in the event that you ever see this, he said it. And I condone that statement. You can like rocks and still be cool. I mean, who do you think I learned the term rock licker from? It, geologists are known as rock lickers because there are certain rocks that you can identify by taste. I'm not making this up. It's not an insult. It's a fact. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This has been Geology Facts with Howard, a segment that will only probably appear this one time and one time what, only. You know what you should have done? What you should have done is said, you know, in the history of geology, it's been widely known by at least four people that you can lick a rock and potentially tell what it is. They call it rock licking. And then you could use the history with Howard. But no! I just like that we're still talking about licking rocks. Big D just came back and he's like sat there for a little bit. And he's like, I'm not drunk enough for this. And starts <laughs> taking big gulps on the floor. Loco. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> the ultimate rock licker himself. No, I was going to make some sort of snow. Uh, smart ass comment about licking rocks, but then you beat me to it. So I'm like, okay, well played. I'll get the next one. Comment, that is. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the snow cones, just, you know, lemonade flavor. Right? Lemonade flavor? Snow? No. Probably your favorite. No. All right. Okay. So, uh, glad you're back. <laughs> Welcome back. Why, thank you. Did, did uh, have to tell did, the new guy at work who is from Texas, first time seeing snow in his life. I had I did have to warn him, don't eat the yellow snow, because I can't assume he knows these things. He's from Texas and never seen snow before. Somewhere far was like, hey, <laughs> we get from California. Texas. <laughs> oh, that's right. He lives in Texas now. Uh-huh. Yeah. But for as much time as he spent up here, he he has seen snow, so I would I would assume he knows better. Uh than to, to do that. He's, he's had enough winter weather familiarity. Right. I'm assuming just... things. Yeah, no. That was, that was... Once I said the word assume, I, I realized my error. You know what happens man, when you assume something? <laughs> you take on its shape and form? That was almost anyway. as deep as looking rocks. Um <laughs> Yeah, but F Farva, I think he's a transplanted Texan now, so he's he's down there hanging out. And then uh, one of my coworkers, who actually has seen more than one episode uh, and actually watched or listened to the episode, unlike Lane, uh, is from Texas as well. I actually told him today, I'm like, you should watch our show again because it's been a while. He's like, well, what are some of the good ones? And I'm like, all of them. It's like, that doesn't but, narrow it down. I'm like, I know. So start watching again. 
I was going to say that's not necessarily true. There, there are a couple rough ones out there. So mm-hmm. the one that came out tonight, though, killer episode. It was good. I laughed while I was editing it. Big D gets a shout out in it. So yeah, it's what I was afraid of. <laughs> ah, come on, it's all fun. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truthfully, if anybody's gotten the most shout-outs when it comes to the show, Big D, it's it's you. Because starting at about episode eight, we we made a point of shouting you out almost in every episode and how you were still standing us up being on this show until you finally came on the show like 40-some episodes later. So, Hey, I was moving. I was leaving North Carolina and coming back to North Dakota. You know what the best part about the North Carolina was? Freaking leaving. Watch, watch watching it appear in your mirror. <laughs> oh yeah, drove away yeah. with drove Our away with the, that big of a place. North Carolina will now unsubscribe. So thanks, big. <laughs> no problem. We here at the Triple B, you know, would like to just point out that all of the comments and opinions made by Big D do not reflect the thoughts and feelings of the Triple B. Yeah, implying there are thoughts involved. <laughs> Uh, he's got jokes that's what happens when you are a joke hey hey, at least he's contributing (laughs) to the show i mean yeah you gotta give him that he's he's creating content you know all right all right may not be good content but it's content (laughs) yep the uh the thing is definitely rolling that's for sure which uh speaking of rolling downhill uh, yeah i mean we reported uh, Kidder, and I by report, I mean, because huh, by the time anybody sees this, of course, our news is uh, like two weeks old. Uh, but we did mention on the show that uh, Vince McMahon has uh, made his return to the WWE and that he was looking to sell the company. And uh, he's wasted no time on this uh, maneuver. Yeah. Do you, do you got more in-depth thoughts on it than that, or... I think it's uh, it's a total Vince McMahon power move. I think that he not only forced his way back in, but now he's going to be investigated by the Federal Trade Commission and sued by one or more of the board members who were forced out as part of this. And even Stephanie McMahon resigned uh, because she can't uh, slash doesn't want to work with her father. And there's all kinds of other articles out there about uh, the potential buyer of WWE, the people in the pool to potentially buy WWE, including Comcast, Universal NBC, or the Saudi Arabian Crown Royalty, because, I mean, they have enough money to buy anything, so they could do that. Uh, Even AEW throwing their hat in the ring of, hey... We could uh, we could merge or something, you know. Eh? So so there is that. But what'll happen? I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. And thankfully, Triple H, Paul Levesque will still be the head of creative, even though Nick Khan is now the CEO. So now it's Khan versus Khan. Well, I mean, Khan was the CEO. He was the co-CEO with Stephanie. Uh So it's not like that is really changing. And he was... Oh, it's changing because now he's the sole survivor. 
I don't know that's going to have that much of an effect on it. Or maybe he's the one behind everything. Yeah, I don't think so. I... You didn't see the meme where it had uh, Tony Khan in the face of the Grim Reaper going down the hallway and all the dead people there. And it's it's like all of the board members are, and everybody who was fired along the way. That was uh, no, I don't tend to look at a lot of memes. So, no. I, I did not see that one. Anyway, yeah, I. <laughs> anyway. I well, I, I had an actual point I was getting to to make and. I make your point. I, was, I I was about to say I forgot what the point was because had to argue about Khan. I think you just have a problem with people named Khan, Kidder. Ever since they tried to blow up the Enterprise. Uh, no, what I was going to say is I, I know that there was a lot of rumors around the whole like Saudi sale, um, including several outlets reporting that it was done, a done deal, already sold to the Saudis, and then that was uh, quickly debunked, actually. So, although I still see it popping up, um, where people are still like, oh, I can't believe they sold to the Saudis, and other people are like, do some research that's been interesting to watch people kind of freak out about this whole ordeal. Oh, I remember where I saw that. Here's a fun one. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Somebody had taken, and this was shortly after it was announced that Vince was back, um, that uh, somebody took and photoshopped uh, a picture of um, Triple H and Stephanie at an AEW event that was airing. And there were people who were like, oh, yeah, man, it, they were already jumping ship and <laughs> that. And it's like, guys, this was clearly photoshopped but it was on the internet it must be true it must be true well i mean people look at that stuff and they don't sit and analyze it or really think about it you know uh, triple h and stephanie aren't going to go to you know an aew live event they've fired people for doing stuff like that that that's you know if they're gonna watch it and i'm sure they do watch it because you know it's good to keep tabs on the competition they're gonna do it from the comfort of their own home Needless to say, Kidder, I've been kind of staying away from a lot of the wrestling news because I'm kind of already tired of hearing about Vince being back and all the who's he going to sell it to speculation and all of it. Me too. Um, Howard. Yeah. Breaking news. Vince is back. Just just in case you, you hadn't heard Mm-hmm. And when I'm not funny, I drink four loco. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to soon have the fastest beer drinker in the West as uh, <laughs> Big D is going to consume that awfully quick. <laughs> I'm nursing it. Not well, but I'm nursing it. Place your bets now, folks. What gets finished first? Big D's four loco or Howard's bison beer? And I'll tell you, there's more four loco than in this beer. <laughs> well, gents, uh, since we're talking wrestling, I uh, I thought it'd be interesting to do this, and we were going to do it last week, but with all the guests, uh, there's no way we were going to pull this off. So we'll do it this week. Uh, but I thought it'd be interesting because there's been a lot of talk about uh, some of the names of tag teams these days and just how uh, not good they are. So I thought it'd be interesting to create a top 10 list of the worst tag team names out there. Um, and it, it could be current, it could be in the past, just the top 10 worst tag team names uh, that have 
been out there in the history of wrestling. It doesn't even have to just be from the WWE. The one caveat, this is our opinions. If you like the name or like the tag team, don't get mad at us. We're not saying that you are bad. We, we're just you know sharing that their names are stupid. In fact, it might even be great people on the team. They just have a stupid name. Who would like to go first with Power their number Blues. 10? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Power Blues. Hey, thanks, Kidder. We, we could we could make Big D do it. You know, he's he's the guest. You know, give him oh, honor yeah. of going first. That's right. He came back. I always forget because he leaves <laughs> randomly. So <laughs> I don't know if he's ever going to finish a thought. So we want to start him on it. Might might be good. So Big D, who's your number ten? So the majority of my up. list. Well, well, I do have ten on my list over here. Really, only one would I place and one that i just absolutely hated just the name the rest are all in any kind of order uh so i'll just go from the bottom up and i don't have rank numbers on them i'm gonna go with head cheese which was al snow and steve lackman uh they had goofy comedy i had no problem with that part i just couldn't take the name seriously good choice good choice uh i did rank mine um not so bad to i can't stand it my number 10 is a little bit more of a category um because there were there were too many people i could have put on for this but i hate it when it's just blank and blank you know where they don't even bother to come up with a tag team you know it's hey it's you know billy and chuck hey it's santana and ortiz it's like if you're gonna do that come up with an actual name uh, especially if they're going to have a long run it's one thing if it's just like like here recently where you had cena and kevin owens partner for a single match that's fine that's okay but when it's just one of those where it's like oh yeah we're gonna have these guys have a run and instead of coming up with a creative name they're just gonna be you know their regular names Kidder, what do you got for number 10? Uh, i'm i'm just throwing out one so i don't have them actually ranked fox santa is on my list alicia fox and oksana dumb big d you're number nine number nine it had to be high voltage it's uninspiring i thought they should have sooner walked down in uh walked down to the ring in electricians outfits would have made more sense to me which would have made no sense let's be honest my number nine was the world's greatest tag team, right? Yeah, Shelton yeah. Benjamin and Charlie Haas, because clearly they were not the world's greatest tag team. And so it was just a stupid name. Agreed. Well picked. Natural disasters. What, what's wrong with natural disasters? I mean, it was typhoon and earthquake. Makes sense. Yeah. But still, those are terrible names, too. <laughs> what did they come out, right? One of them shook the earth because he was fat. And the other one just, I don't know, sweat a lot and then threw water at him. I, I don't know. Sweat? Right? No. The guy who uh, who was Typhoon, whose actual name is escaping me, he had some of the worst wrestling gimmick names. Besides Typhoon, he was also Tugboat. And then in WCW, he was the Shockmaster. That brings us over to number eight. Big D, what do you got? The Blackjacks and or the new Blackjacks. The... Blackjack name does not strike me as cowboys. It strikes me as 
go to Vegas and lose all your money. My number eight is any of the combo names. Jericho, Hookhausen. That's that's and, just a cop out. Come on now. No, I I mean all I collectively all of them. I, I just think it's lazy when they do that. Again, I think it's lazy you like your choice. <laughs> I would I, I would tend to agree with you on that, but my one exception in that category would be rated RKO. That just I I thought that combined with the characters, I thought it worked. You know, but see, like that, I don't, and it's kind of the same even with like RK Bro. I don't view that as a combination of their names because Edge's name isn't in that. Yes, he's the rated R superstar. Okay, like, so, yeah. it, no, so, so it worked. There was some like thought besides we've just shoved these two names together. RK Bro is kind of the same way. There's actually something kind of as as much as I didn't like it when it first came out, I've grown to appreciate that it's at least somewhat clever. That's better than just, yeah, mashing the names together. Kidder, what's your better than my number eight, number eight? Ding dong. Who made up the ding dongs? I don't remember them. It was a WCW tag team, and um, they really weren't um, good enough to even be listed on where I found them. <laughs> I'm on okay. it. They had they had masks. I I mean I'd want a mask too if I was you know part of that tag team with that name. I was Jim Evans and Richard Sartan. Sartain S A R T A I N. Raise us to number seven. Big D. What do you got? Three count. Because not just the name, it's what they're everyone is trying to get in every single damn match. Three count, three count, three count. Ours go for the three count. What does Shane Helms have to do with this? Nothing. I'm just being cynical at this point. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Uh, my number seven was the High Flyers, which was a uh, 1970s uh, tag team made up of Greg Gagne and uh, uh, Jim Brusel. I, I took notes because I was like, who are these? Which is the fact that like at, at one point, like in the 1970s, you know, high flying, you, you didn't even go off the third, you know, the top rope. It was a lot of like off the second rope. So the fact that they were the high flyers nowadays, it's just like, what's the exciting, you know, people didn't start going off the top rope until Jimmy's super fly snooker in the eighties. Kidder, who you got for seven? The kings of wrestling, Cesaro and Chris Hero. Why are they kings? They don't have royal names. Yeah, they're good. At least Cesaro is. Big D, what do you got for number six? Number six is the Mean Street Posse. I've been to Connecticut. I'm sure as you get closer to New York, it might be kind of kind of mean. I don't know. We've never been to Greenwich in, in fairness. Spent some time around Meriden and Hartford. But Mean Street plus Connecticut was just not a connection I could make. Plus, they were horrible. Uh, my number six uh, was a team from the early 90s uh, that was really bad when you actually abbreviated their name, which happened quite a bit, like on the, the cards and such. But it's Men on a Mission, or as it would be abbreviated, Mom. Uh, this featured Mabel and Mo. Uh, Mabel would go on to have the bigger career uh he would win king of the ring uh you guys might also remember him in his later gimmicks as uh viscera and big daddy v yeah men on a mission uh they also had a guy named oscar who was kind of their manager who would wrap them to the ring but he kind of was often forgotten in that whole combo i can't imagine why get what do you got for number six <clears throat> uh i would say number six 
I will go with the Miracle Violence Connection with Terry Gordy and Steve Williams. Is it a miracle they're violent? Is it a miracle they've connected? Is the connection just violent? It's not striking me. Okay. It's nonviolent. We're at number five. What do you got? Number, Number five, Chronic. And not just because of the stupid spelling. It never made sense. Brian Clark, Brian Adams, yeah, I like to watch them work. But chronic, what? Do you have chronic back pain? Okay, sure. So so do all of them. Chronic cardiac issue? Well, get the hell out of the ring, go see a doc. Chronic what? I like how so many of these were taking, like, very literally. (laughs) Hey, we take our trash shocking very seriously. You should know this. I I do know. I do know. It's just funny. Funny to me. Uh, My number five is maybe one of the newest one so far that we've given on this list uh my number five is team bad uh this was one of the factions that they brought or created uh when they brought up uh sasha sasha banks and becky lynch and charlotte flair but this featured uh sasha banks tamina and naomi and uh yeah that was the best name they could come up with was team bad they were the heels faction that came up we just literally called them bad the shining stars primo and epico of all of the things they could call them the shining stars in a repackage that did not last that long yeah i forgot about that one i wonder why i was gonna say mostly because i think they were a thing when i wasn't really watching and their whole thing was the shining star of the Caribbean. It was like their uh, wrestling traveling agents or travel agents who sold timeshares to Puerto Rico, spelling the local flower. That makes them relevant. Big D, you're number four. Number four is going to be head shrinkers. I don't get it. They're, to my recollection, they were not overly large. If they were a little bit larger, like men on a mission, and the finishing move was the, the big splash onto your face. Then I could see it. Uh, I never got it with those two. I believe the uh, whole thing with that gimmick was more of like the, uh, and people would probably view this as um, slightly on the racist side, but more of kind of like the witch doctor head shrinker, you know, that you would find like on a small Polynesian island. Okay, that was that. That's because they were they were um, they were Polynesian. The guys on the head shrinkers. So that would be why. Okay, I guess back then I didn't draw that connection because I would have been too young to know any better. So, okay. My number four was was so bad that it like only lasted like two weeks, and then they changed this team's name. Uh, but this these guys are still wrestling today. But uh, it has to be the Viking Experience. <laughs> uh, these poor guys—they were the War Raiders. They came up to the main roster. Vince changed them to the Viking experience. It got such a negative reaction that they were renamed within like two weeks to the Viking Raiders. It, uh, it was sad. So Viking experience so bad that they changed the name. So what you're Get saying what you is like the Minnesota Vikings, they choked so hard that it never mind. Works joke on this show. Calm down. <laughs> La resistance would be one for me. Any particular you know. reason? I don't know. It's French. Hey. <laughs> That's new enough, and I think it would, if I remember it, which I don't really think I do, it was bad. So, <laughs> there. 
there's there's a one-off for you i, I like how kidder it just seems like so many of your picks are just like yeah that's stupid and that's like all the reason you need it's it's not yeah i don't need to rank them one through ten they're all dumb so they're all one <laughs> and for the record that was my number three so go on uh, go on go on howard <laughs> <laughs> your number three was la resistance it was i was gonna be a pretentious a-hole and say la resistance because i actually speak french but then that would be pretentious of me but then i just did it anyway so continue yeah okay well uh my number three yeah, and the current tag team um actually more of a faction but the judgment day i mean i, I like the guys who are on it but the judgment day the fact that it's not judgment day it's just the judgment day well, no. people would have gotten confused with the pay-per-view truthfully i think they used the name because they were going to lose the rights to the name like the trademark to judgment day because they haven't done anything with it for years so it's like well how can we keep it well let's put it on a tag team just wait we're gonna get you know capital punishment uh what are some of the other ones no way out all for all we're gonna see all of these come back so that they could trademark them they're all gonna be tag teams we're going to see Doug and Danny come back as the great American Bashams. <laughs> That'd be horrible. I don't know. That might actually be good. <laughs> Gitter, what's your number three slash number one? Maximum male models. It was terrible. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty bad. It's pretty. not necessarily a bad name. It was just a whole bad concept and bad execution. And the name started it. Hey, hey. Big D, what do you got for number two? Spirit Squad, the name, everything about them. There's stupid little pom-poms. Um, Kenny Dykstra, that tall doofus with a big nose. Um, the only pass on that I'll give is Dolph Ziggler because he actually made something of himself after he got out of that horror tag team stable. Good, uh, good choice. Good choice. My number two, this could have been my number one, but there, I, I did find one that was worse. So my number two... Again, the current tag team, Damage Control. <laughs> it's, it's just because they don't spell out control. It It's that and because what, like, what damage control actually means. You know, it means like preventing things from getting worse. But they're a heel tag team. Doesn't work. Ugh. Yeah, they're controlling how much damage they do as, as, a, as the heel. I could, I could maybe work. Yeah, but then it's not that. It, it's it is i'm guessing that they like drew a name out of a hat you know <laughs> yeah in hindsight my little exposition there was it's too much mental gymnastics to to make that conclusion so yeah it sucks you're right kidder what's your number two <laughs> you know it's funny because the spirit squad was on the list for me too freaking right it was uh, there it is spirit squad on the list too it's done we're done with yeah. it i'm just gonna tell you guys right now spoiler my number one is not the spirit squad big d what was your number one? My number one was Crime Time. And I will absolutely clarify. I'm talking about just the name only, um, <laughs> not the workers. Well, the name plus the gimmick. I thought it was racist as all hell. But JTG and Chad, they did very well with that gimmick. Uh, they, they did very well with what they were given. They were good in the ring. And I mean, I would, you know, at this point, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention uh, Chad. This is kind of off topic a little bit but uh shad i mean doing the the ultimate act of uh love and giving his uh life up so his son would uh live when they were uh in the in that crisis in the water and chad made sure his son would survive at the uh at the expense of his own life so i could 
be remiss if I didn't throw that out there. But yeah, Crime Time, the name and the and the gimmick. I believe it. I might be mistaken, but I thought I saw it on Facebook today that today would have been his birthday. So he would have been 42 today. I, mean, look, I might have seen a post that was like a day or so ago, but I could have sworn I saw that. What's the day, January 13th? It's the 13th. Yeah. Yep. January 13th, 1981. Well, Kidder, since you didn't rank yours in any particular order, what's your number one? Whew. You know, I, I there's so many. Like Rybaxel. That, that's that's a big one for for me but uh, does it make the list hmm i don't know the the you mentioned the brain busters uh, what about beer money right the killer bees the motor city machine guns how do i choose just one out of the last nine <laughs> i can recommend that you look at the the list you have there and read the one that you haven't read yet i mean that's just a thought the legion of doom all right there it is <laughs> uh no league of nations i like the concept of getting together and then uh you know trying to be the heel faction but not really getting all the the league together maybe you should have called them the axis powers i don't know is that better did it make the list tell us in the comments and uh hey go ahead and share your you know worst tag team names uh guys i i have my number one and i i think it's probably the worst of any of the ones that uh we've uh talked about tonight uh but back in the early 2000s on smackdown for a couple of weeks there was a tag team that was the dicks i had forgotten about them it's going to haunt my nightmares, you son of a bitch. That was a tag team. They were a heel tag team. Uh, their gimmick was that of uh, kind of Chippendale dancers. They got away with calling them uh, the Dicks because I, they came up with fake names, but it was like Dick something and Dick something. Like it was just like Dick Smith and Dick John, you know, some <laughs> random thing like that. Um, it's a lot of Dicks right there. <laughs> <laughs> you almost said Dick Johnson. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I realized it. his beer's his, affecting me. His <laughs> name's Richard. He goes by Dick. Anyway, uh, John. Yeah, uh, the the tag team like never got any traction. Nobody really cared about them. Uh, and then both members of the tag team actually hated each other. Got into an actual fist fight, uh, which would lead to the breakup. And they would go back to uh, one of them would go back to wrestling on like OVW. It uh, it was a very failed one, but to me, that's like the worst tag team name because you know you're not ever going to get that over, ever. That was dead on arrival. Terrible tag team names. I'm surprised there was no cross. Well, no, wait, there was one crossover because you guys both said Spirit Squad. I'm thirsty, Howard. You say that, and I get a little worried, Kidder, because that means I got to finish this thing. <sighs> All right. Hey, everybody, it's what's on tap round two. We're first. So that uh, Howard has time to chug. Bam! Bam! Let's go. Buy us a beer, by the way. Beerbluesbs.com. Click buy us a beer. And $1, $3, $12. Buy us one beer, two beers. What? Three beers. What? A 12-pack. What? And help us uh, out because you, yes, you can support a thirsty podcast host by going to beerbluesbs.com and for the low low price of $1 a day you too can sponsor a, a podcast host 
that's also poor and trying to keep the show on the internet. Beerbluesbs.com. Click buy us a beer, please. <clears throat> uh, continuing the lemonade, I might as well stick with the Smirnoff. We'll go with this one. I may or may not have had this one on the show. Uh, blue raspberry flavor. There it is. Another Smirnoff ice. Blue raspberry lemonade in the can. And again, premium malt beverage, natural flavor, certified colors, 4.5% alcohol by volume. And it is a 12 fluid ounce can. Must be 21 to purchase. <clears throat> All that. Please recycle. You know, R-E-C-Y-C-L-E, recycle, C-O-N-S-E-R-V, conserve, don't you, P-O-L-L-U-T-E, the rivers, streams, and something, seas, or else you're going to get what you deserve. You remember that one, Big D? Is that ringing a bell? No, I was going to follow that up with S-T-F-U-M-A-R-K. <laughs> Glad that you got that out, considering you're probably at least a third through that four loco. Uh, let let the record reflect that I watched Howard chug the last of his uh, his beverage. This is not empty. So, yeah, Big D rules. Yeah, <laughs> uh, guess that makes it my turn. For me, uh, just just for clarification, since nobody got that uh, trivia, that was from Rocco's Modern Life, the pollution song. Thank you, Nickelodeon, for teaching us how to spell, recycle, and conserve, and pollute, <laughs> and how pollution is bad. So, this can will go into the recycle. Mark Kidder, Echo Warrior. You know, if we only get, uh, what, two more people on this show, we can each have a ring of a different color and then suddenly combine to make an even worse podcast. <laughs> With your powers combined, I am Captain Podcast. Oh, I was going for Captain Mediocrity, but yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of Captain Oblivious and totally missed that. But anyway, um, that's uh, I'm not a captain yet, so I can't tie that into some cheesy joke. I got a few months. Hey, here's a here's a fun development. So, so I'm sitting here waiting to uh, introduce my uh, my beer here, and I see what looks to be a bit of water on my uh, my little mat that protects my table. Ran my fingers through it, like, oh, I better soak that up before you know it spreads or that. Guys, that wasn't water. Was it blood? It was glue. <laughs> oh no! You gotta say something. You got your hand up like you want to say oh, yeah. something. Say something so yeah. that your viewers can see it. Yeah. So if you if you if you can see the old fingers there, are, uh, there we go. I finally got it uh, glued together. I now have glue all over my fingers. I'm gonna say it's a good thing you got a nurse in the house. So you might have to excuse yourself for a moment and go get a little medical attention. <laughs> I just need a little rubbing alcohol. But now my fingers are like coated in glue, so it's like doesn't. Yeah. Ugh. As so long as that rubbing alcohol is not what is featured in what's on tap part two. Uh, you know what? It could be because uh, this beer, it's uh, hey, it's from the Spetzel Brewery. That's right. The <laughs> official beer of Farva uh, coming to us from Shiner, Texas. 
and the most uh, drank beer on this show. Yeah, it is a Shiner Trail Ale that I got here. Yeah, uh, it's a trail mix inspired trail mix inspired ale. The font on this is terrible to read. Uh, six percent alcohol by volume. Ale brewed with chocolate, nuts, dried fruit, and with natural flavors added. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> sounds worse than an IPA. <laughs> the, the life of a content creator. Oh, man, that, that actually smells like trail mix. <laughs> You know, I mean, like usually you smell the beer and you get like, uh, uh, like maybe a whiff of one of the flavors out of it. But no, this, yeah, it, it smells like a can of liquid trail mix. It smells like salty pretzels and peanuts. Yeah, with with chocolate and a little bit of like raisins or cranberries. Oh yeah. Oh man, I mean that's what it smells like. <laughs> oh boy. That's what it tastes like, too. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it actually tastes like trail mix. <laughs> I mean, well, on the plus side, that would be good. But at the same time, do you want to drink trail mix? <laughs> not really. <laughs> not, not really. I mean, I give them credit because, you know, a lot of times when you get a beer that's like, that's supposed to be something it's it's not quite but yeah this is uh it tastes like trail mix I, I, it's impressive in that sense but i don't know if i'm really going to enjoy it i'm not a big chocolate fan and such huh well don't worry because you won't suffer with the uh chocolateiness alone let the record show that my four loco is now empty i i nursed it extra long just to Preview to a holes wrong. Alrighty, so this is from the Bemidji Beering Company. Wrong? Huh? How are you proving us wrong? Because you were swearing up and down that I was going to finish that four loco before Howard finishes a little midget-sized can of beer. Uh, no. The question was who would finish what first. Oh, and I finished mine last, so I win. No, <laughs> Howard wins. You, you don't understand, man. I have a reputation of the slowest drinker on this show. Fair enough. Happy fact, to help. The fact, the fact that I beat somebody is like, woo, mark the calendar. <laughs> uh, I was also the 13th. Thinking, there we go. Also thinking it's a win because you are one, upright, two, uh, not stumbling, three, haven't passed out, four, the ambulance hasn't showed up yet. Are you talking to me or Howard? <laughs> You, yeah, both and, of you. Sure. Kitty, you forgot five. He also hasn't glued his fingers together. So you do have that's, that on me. You, I do have the personal problem. I have on a couple of occasions lost my glasses while I've been wearing them. Spent a half hour wandering around the house trying to figure out what the frick they are, but I have not glued my fingers together. Yeah, that's a common occurrence for me. All righty, let's see here. House. All right, well, let me let me join you, gentlemen, on the uh, part two. This is the from the Bermidji, Bemidji Brewing Company. Uh, this is the. I'm assuming that nice catch is part of the the name. It's backwards on my screen, and hopefully it's not on yours. But nice catch stout. 
has dark chocolate. It says dark chocolate roast. That could mean any number of things. Let's see if there's any. I don't think there's any sort of narrative on there. Brewed and canned by Bemidji Brewing in Bemidji, Minnesota. Uh, six point two percent alcohol by volume. Know your limit. Enjoy responsibly. Limit includes four loco, twelve fluid ounces. <laughs> see uh, i don't know if i'm smelling chocolate maybe a little bit there's really deep kind of kind of a muted chocolate smell let's see about taste i'm just barely tasting the chocolate Oh no! Never mind. The chocolate's on the aftertaste. Um, I mean, it tastes like uh, a little bit. Th it tastes like Guinness, a little bit thinner than the chocolate. Uh, the dark chocolate hits on the uh, on the aftertaste. If it were slightly colder than it is right now, I'd probably give it a good four room-ish temp because I'm an idiot who doesn't have a refrigerator right here. Uh, room temp, I'll give it a three and a half still. Hey, take it, her. Yep. Do, you want, do you want to feel better about your life? Uh, I'm sure. It's going to be hard to see, but um, <laughs> might be time for me to stop. <laughs> for, the audio listener, for, for the audio listeners, um, I, and I have a finger glued to the palm of my hand. I really shouldn't assemble models and drink. <clears throat> I'm, I'm learning tonight. I was going to say, are you sure you accurately read off the uh, percent alcohol volume or by volume? Um, yes. Yes, I, I have. Because that first one strikes me as having perhaps double than what you read off. <laughs> oh, that one's going to hurt. It's not a, not a good night for uh, Howard's fingers. Uh, Kidder, I was only going to make us do one uh, list of things. But, uh, you know, Big D had to copy my idea. And he wanted to talk about the worst wrestling uh, finishers, either the name or the actual move. So, got it. And I, I think we were only doing the top five because mm -hmm. two top ten lists and in one show, where it's a little, uh, a little much. Big D, you want to kick this one off? Sure. I'll go with number five. The people's elbow, simply because the 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 rock and his character, it's a good mix for that. But at the end of the day, it is an elbow drop. The most basic milk toast freaking finisher you could possibly have. Now, if he did the the theatrics and then did the bounce off the rope and then somehow jumped up onto the top rope and then dove off, then we got something to talk about. But it is it is an elbow, despite the fact that it is the most Powerful finishing the move in how many wrestling games? It's an elbow. Come on. He's going to get some heat for that one. So. Just bring it. Uh, my number five. We might as well just go in the same order we did with the last one. Uh, my number five is the master lock. <laughs> Why? Because if you really want to get out of it, you just back kick the guy right in the balls. Or step on his toe. But the fact that we had it, and, and I, I think part of it is because they used to do those stupid contests where it's like somebody would come out of the ring and you'd put him in the master lock and could you escape? I'm like, nobody could escape the master lock. 
It's like, mm-hmm. just step on the guy's foot. I didn't see him break it because he buried everyone, and I mean everyone in that particular time frame. Big D, the whole gimmick with that was so boring, I don't even remember. Because I didn't care. Touche. <laughs> Touche, good sir. Kidder, what do you got? <clears throat> the ultimate splash. Agreed. I, I've come to learn that when it comes to, like, top 10 lists with Kidder here, it's uh, apparently he just speaks with such authority that he just has to just, here it is. No explanation. Don't have to justify why I think this. I have said it. It is so. It is so, Howard Blues. Engage. All right, Big D, what do you got for number four? Uh, Number four, I'm going to go with the Angle Slam, alternatively known as the Olympic Slam. At the end of the day, it looks like a modified fireman's carry, which is not that impactful. Uh, My number four... Four, and I couldn't remember the exact name of it, but but you guys will know exactly what it is. But it's the uh, it's Big Show's punch. What was it like? Weapon of mass destruction. Power of the punch. Wait, no, 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 no. That was Regal. That was Regal with the uh, the brass knucks. Knucks. I the can't WMD. think of the name. Yeah, it was. It was the WMD, the weapon of mass destruction. My my reason for it is simple. Because he punches people throughout the match. Why all of a sudden is this one punch? You know, why is that the knockout all of a sudden? Because he fought Floyd Moneyweather May, uh, Lewis, Mayweather, Lewis, whatever, that guy. Floyd Money Mayweather. Yeah, I don't care. Only like the greatest <laughs> boxer in current history. Is he though? Ah, he's undefeated. For some people in wrestling. Didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's your number four, Kidder? <clears throat> Uh, I had number four here, but because you said the WMD, I will uh, go with my number three as a non-spoiler here with the Superman punch. Basically the same thing. Uh, Big D, what's your number three? The attitude adjustment, formerly known as the FU, for a similar reason as a number four. It is a friggin' fireman's carry with a little bit more of a boop. How could you even see that, Big D? Lame. See what? You know what's really lame, though, Big D? When uh, your number three gets spoiled by somebody who decides to move it up, because we could have then had the same number three. My number three is Roman Reigns' Superman punch. <laughs> well, there hey, we Rookie, go. You, you could have had the same as me, Kidder. We both could have been like, look, they're on the same level. But, you know, you just had to move yours up. Or you had to take something of basically the same proportion, so. Yeah, put them two in a row. Yeah, I, I on the other hand, went with the bear hug. I, I'm not gonna lie, Kidder. If, if we had done like a ten, I, I would have had like sleeper hold on here for that kind of same reason. It's kind of just a boring finisher. So between my number one and number two, here, uh, <laughs> well played, well played. Uh, they're pretty much tied. So I'll just read them in the order I got. So the the front. Russian leg sweep. You got a match with, you know, power bombs and suplexes and superplexes and going through tables and kicking out of everything, and a front Russian leg sweep ends it. Who beat whom <laughs> with that? That's what Jeff, I want to know. <laughs> Jeff, I don't know if he still uses it as a finisher, but Jeff Jarrett used that for the longest time. Yeah. And I think Miz used it for a little while, too. I think. Don't quote me on that. 
even though I just quoted myself. Um, oh, his uh, skull crushing finale. Yes, the skull crushing finale. Thank you. Those so my he tongue. still uses that. I guess it is more of a, a Russian leg sweep. Yeah, and Jeff Jarrett point. uses the uh, uh, what do you call it? The stroke. And I I hated. Now. I the move is fine. I hate it as a finisher. Uh, my number two, and this this will probably be the one that gets me heat. The Hogan leg drop. Whoa! 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 Okay. For a lot of the same reasons that uh, Big D gave with the people's elbow, it's just a leg drop. And it has the added issue of, I I think Hogan said it caused his spine to compress over the years of doing it. So there's that too. That, That would be mine. I never was kind of impressed with that, especially the whole build up to it with the hulking up and then the big boot and i just was never a fan of that where every match against hulk hogan was a buried alive match because he buried you killer what's your number two the camel clutch or the stein recliner depending on what area you want to watch (laughs) i would tend to i would tend to disagree with that honestly just because i've had lower back issues and your lower back gets wrenched out of joint. It sucks. Well, that's what you get for having issues. <laughs> I know. <laughs> What's your number one? The overdrive. It's a crappy name. It's a crappy move. It's awkward. It hurts the person giving it more than the person receiving it. And the person receiving it might break their neck. And it's dumb. And I can't emphasize this enough. It's dumb. Looks like crap. I can't even remember what the overdrive is. It's crap. It's so crap. Your brain brain dumped it. It's not l- allowing you to remember it. Okay, but I want to remember it. I'm trying to even remember who did it. It was that stupid thing where imagine imagine the setup to a famouser, but the uh, I think Orton did it for a while. Orlando Jordan did it for a while, but he's holding the near side arm of the opponent, and then it amounts to the the opponent's motion amounts to a swinging netbreaker. While the arm is flipped over and the leg awkwardly lands under the neck it's it's trash it's so crappy i can't even describe it he's uh he's getting fired up about this uh <laughs> kidder it's just the four loco it's, it's starting to run through his veins he's gonna end up running wild pretty quick <laughs> i will stay yeah. fully clothed i promise you that i wonder if he's still a real american or if he fights for what's right for every man I don't know. I do speak French. I could uh, pretend to be not American. Mr. America. <laughs> Whatever the hell that gimmick was. You remember that? Oh, Hulk Hogan with the stupid mask on with a yes. star. Who is he? Yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> ah, this is hilarious. Thank you, Michael Cole. <sighs> that was dumb. Continue. The gimmick, that is. Yeah. Unless you keep your mouth shut. Continue. No, no, I was I was just enjoying the banter and trying to figure out where these uh where this piece goes. I'm Not trying to figure out which to the table. I'm trying to figure out which digit you're gonna glue to another digit next. That's uh <laughs> you know, that's a good question with how my night's going. My number one might be a little controversial, might get a little people fired up, get a little people upset. Uh my number one. The stunner. Are you listen here, you piece of trash? Don't make me come on over there because I'm gonna whip your candy ass up and down that little son bitch cul-de-sac. 
I'm going to show the snow exactly what's up. You son of a bitch, pile of nuts, going to get it. What's coming to you, Howard Blues? Howard the ref, pile of monkey nuts, going to get it. Is whooping. I actually just wanted to get Kitty to care. Actually, my number one is the choke slam. I, I never thought that the choke slam was actually all that great of a finisher. <laughs> too many people you, do it, and then too many people kick out of it. Um, you just so. made Kitter party fell. <laughs> but. What a, what a, the reaction? And I got it. Kidder, you, you didn't disappoint. <laughs> well played, you magnificent bastard. I mean, you know, there is something for cueing or triggering. I don't know. <laughs> Comedic timing. Uh, what's your number one, uh, Kidder? <clears throat> well, you're going to love it. The arm bar. Ah! No. I will partially disagree because it felt like for a long time, and maybe I'm just recalling the uh, the the video games of uh, yesterday, way back when. But it felt like the armbar was used a lot, and then it wasn't for a long time. And then uh, Alberto Del Rio brought it back and actually made it legitimate again because that can legitimately break an elbow. Well, you see, I would agree with that part of maybe a Ronda Rousey or. Shayna Baszler or Brock Lesnar, like the Kimura clutch. Absolutely. He's going to snap your elbow in half. But the arm bar? Ow. Ow. I, I got to tap out because that's what the story tells me to do. It's one of those things. I, I kind of agree with you, Kidder, and yet I, I kind of disagree. And it's just because, like, Mixed martial arts has made something out of the like armbar. You watch enough of that, and it's you know it's a legitimate enough move. But the way that it's been used in like professional wrestling, I, I mean, I can kind of see it. So like an actual armbar, yes, good move. How it's been used, yeah. Oh, there you go, folks. Two top tens. Well, a top ten and a top five. Everything Numbers you ever want. Listen, I'm just struggling to not glue myself to another model. So, um, but uh, hey, if you thought we were done with all this wrestling talk, nope, because uh, where I maybe started with the top 10, Big D brought in the top five. Kidder brought his oh. own shenanigans. Oh, he wanted to do some wrestling entrance music trivia. <laughs> so, before we get into this, because this is going to take long enough, Assholes. I need another drink. And I'm thirsty. So reach in here, grab a third lemonade, all uh, partially because I need to drink these and uh, get them out of here. So this is by the company Crook and Marker, an organic super grain alcohol classic lemonade. There you go. A look at the can. It is 5% alcohol by volume. So we're upping it by half a percent point here. Zero sugar, infinite flavor, straight to the moon. It's USDA certified organic. However, only 11.5 fluid ounces in this can. 100 calories, one gram of carbs, no sugar. It's vegan, it's non-GMO, and it's gluten-free. In fact, I don't know what's actually in here because it says that there's nothing in it. Getting zero, hammered responsibly? Zero sugar, zero artificial flavors and sweeteners, zero artificial preservatives, zero added sulfates, zero carbonation. Uh, uh, sweet, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's, it's flavored beer. Great. 
Less than 1% of organic lemon juice concentrate. Okay. Well, let's uh, try this out and see what's actually in this thing. Well, there's enough carbonation to give it a little squirt on the top of the can there. This smells horrible, just for the record. In fact, it somewhat smells like uh, that Four loco. I mean, it does not smell or taste like regular lemonade. So, uh, with one sip, that's a one. I'll suffer through that. Okay, so, I wanted to bring this to the table because I happen to remember about an hour before we started that we had so much fun doing the audio samples of music and figuring that out that... Damn it, we need to do it for wrestling. So, I provided a nice link in the Google Drive. There are 26. He's taking his headphones off. Don't glue your hands to your damn headphones. I was trying to quietly escape. <clears throat> nope. Nope. <laughs> now, here's the thing it spans wrestling. They're not necessarily obscure, and I don't give you just one second of the music to listen to. So, here's how this game goes. We're going to go 1 through 26. I'll give you the short period of time to pull up the appropriate track that's in that drive, and only that appropriate track, and damn it, if you're cheating, you're going to get 30 lashes from a wet broomstick. All right. You try to give me... Never mind. I was about to cause future Howard to bleep some text. I can't do that to him. Not yet. This is going to get interesting. Yeah. Okay. You guys ready? Do you have the uh, the link up there? I see he's copying it now. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So which one of these are we listening to? Zero one. They should all be in order. Yep. One through 26. We're doing all 26 of these? They're not that long, and if you have problems identifying them, then you're not a true wrestling fan. And the last time I watched, you want to know the last time I watched wrestling like habitually? I was a civilian. <laughs> it was a long ass time ago. Okay, well, let's start out with number one. So uh, we started with Big D in the uh, previous one. So let's continue the round table. Big D, your guess. That is, I was about to ask a silly question. We're talking about who this music that is. That is Edge. There you go. Okay. Howard Blues? Yeah, it's Edge. That is correct. So one for one. There we go. Uh, the music bar from Edge entitled Metalingus by the band Alter Bridge. Miles Kennedy lead vocals. Very good song. Number two. I already listened. It's Trips. Yep, it's Triple H. All right. It is Triple H's music, The Game, by Lemmy and Motorhead. There you Rest go. in peace. All right, number three. 
I have no idea. It's too modern for me. I'm debating whether I think it's Seamus or it's the bar. I think it's Seamus. Good guess. Unfortunately, that is Jack Swagger. Oh, yeah. A Real American. The song called Patriot by Jim Johnston. All right. Number four. So, for the record, I listened to number four while Howard was listening to number three, and I don't have a bleeping idea what it is. Bray Wyatt. That is correct. Bray Wyatt, or the, I would also accept the Wyatt family. Song Live in Fear, originally by Mark Crozier. Number five. Oh, Howard knows it too. I know it, but I can't think of who it is. Uh, kind of unfair to Big D, but he may have heard the story at a WWE live event at the Bismarck Event Center. This wrestler jumped over four rows of chairs to oh, yeah. yell at me during the event. It's Stardust. There it is. It's Cody. <laughs> yep. What the hell did you do to piss off Cody? Uh, it was pretty good. I was yell yelling something. I mean, this is I don't know, eight years ago. So whatever. Oh. <laughs> but uh, clearly, because the Stardust character has been dead for years at this point. But uh, and, yeah. and rightly so. Yep. Uh, you, offline, you're gonna have to give me that uh, detail. Hmm. So the Stardust uh, theme song called "Written in the Stars" by Jim Johnson. Johnston. Sorry. All right, number six. Howard's got the wheels turning. I don't have a guess for that one. Mm. I want to say Becky Lynch for no other reason than it just pops in my head, even though I know it's absolutely wrong. Well, you are on a closer track than Howard because you said a woman wrestler, and it is a woman wrestler. Just not Becky Lynch. That is Paige's WWE music. And uh, the song Stars in the Night by CFO. All right. Number seven. I don't freaking know. That is going to be a running theme for the, the remaining 18 of these. <laughs> don't know that. It's a running theme, not an absolute theme. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just going to guess Kurt Angle. <clears throat> no. Older than that. That is uh, Jake Roberts' theme mm. called Snake Bit by Jim Johnston. Going back quite a while. All right. Number eight. One hit a quit a quit a MVP. It's a good guess, but no. Mark Henry? Yep. The salmon suit wearing son of a bitch himself, Mark Henry. That is somebody gonna get it by 3 6 Mafia. All right, on to number nine.
Taker, Graveyard yep. Symphony. Yep, it's Taker. That is The Undertaker, the, the theme song officially Rest in Peace by Jim Johnston himself. That also is Undertaker's 31st theme song, to be specific. Let the record show that that clip was one note with a little bit of a change in the underlying riffs. So that was just mean, man. I mean, both of you got it. So shut up. Shut, shove it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Shoes. 10. Number 10. I know who it is, so... Oh, hang on, hang on. I, I almost jumped the gun. That is either Natalia or Bret Hart's current abomination of music that they updated for him. Uh, but since you're going to need something concrete, I'm going to go with Natalia. Howard? I was going to go with Bret Hart. Howard is the victor on that point. It is Bret Hart, the return the hitman by Jim Johnston. All right, number 11. Kofi. Yep, that's Kofi. Kofi Kingston! The song S.O.S. by Jim Johnston. Man. Rude boy, man. Too bad Rude Boy Kyle's not on here, because he could give us a little boom, boom, boom himself. All right, number 12. See, we're I like got it. almost halfway through. <laughs> Million Dollar Man. Mm-hmm. Old Ooh, Teddy. Ted DiBiase. That's right. That's Ted DiBiase right there. Senior. All right. The Million Dollar Man theme by Jimmy Hart and J.J. McGuire. Yes, Jimmy Hart credited on that song. I know. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> All right. Number 13. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's the milk guzzler himself. <laughs> yeah, it's angle. <laughs> there you go. The Olympic gold medalist. The three eyes himself. Yes, Kurt Angle. The song is called Metal by Jim Johnston. For the record. Number, what? What? what, what? Uh, oh, I was going to say for the record, his uh, interplay with Austin and that whole abomination alliance uh story arc that was just pure gold uh the invasion yeah yeah you've got caught it i don't care you've got caught it i don't care i've got on the big we're on number 14. numero 14. that's right i said it That's Eddie in one of his heel themes. Yep, Latino Heat. Eddie Guerrero, may he rest in peace. Lie, Cheat, and Steal. The official name of that track by Jim Johnston. <laughs> you can tell where I'm going with all these themes because Jim Johnston was the man. Okay, number 15, 1-5. Here we go. Jim Johnston is the 
is to WWE what Jerry Goldsmith is to Star Trek. I'm just saying. Yep. Yep. It's true. And the corner. That is obnoxious as all hell. <laughs> so it must be the Miz. Nope. I should know it. And I'm going to be like, ah, when, when Kidder tells me. Uh, but just to guess something, uh, Evan Bourne. Good guess. Uh, it is Wade Barrett. Yep, there it is. Spe- no wonder I don't care. <laughs> specifically when it was part of the <laughs> Axis of Allies. Yeah. I, I know, I know. It wasn't the, the League of Nations. <clears throat> specifically, that song called Rebel Sun. It was by CFO Dollar Sign and Jim Johnston. CFO, by the way, is uh, that uh, artist comes in is really who worked with Jim Johnston transitioned into that period and then has since left WWE. Okay. Number 16. I'd also love to mention that as we're playing this game, you hear the songs, share your guesses in the comments right below this video. I don't have a freaking clue who that is. This one, this one's probably one of the more more difficult ones. As a I'll hint, say, oh, as huh? a hint, this wrestler he was mentioned earlier in the worst tag, so that that should narrow it down from about twelve thousand to you know fifty. Well, it's not on my list, that's for sure. <laughs> I know, I know this one. I just uh, I don't have a time remembering who it is. Especially with that little bit that's right at the end. I'm just going to take a guess. Viscera. Why not? That's not right. <laughs> no. Big D. I'm just going to guess Kane because that's absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, that is Curtis Axel. Yeah, I don't know who that is. So. That's uh, Mr. Perfect's son. Okay. I can put the, the face of the name. Yeah. Yeah. That song also called Reborn by CFO Donna Sign and Jim Johnston. <clears throat> On to number 17. That strikes me as a uh, lady wrestlers uh-huh. theme, but I can't think of who. The Bellas? Good guess. No, because theirs is, you can look, but you can't touch. That's right. I actually did know that one. Big D, I will give you a second guess here after Howard. AJ Lee. Okay, I won't give you another uh, hint. I was going to say AJ Lee. (laughs) There it is. So my, my hint that I would have given is that I witnessed this wrestler lose the Divas title to Paige at the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania 30. That I yeah, because I'm going to know that. In New Orleans. Well, I was there, so you should know. <laughs> he, he, he talks about that so damn much. I mean, that's not even a hint. That's just telling the answer. Here you go. Yeah, AJ Lee. All right, number 18. 
Oh, old school. I know just who it is. Howard, you let me know when you're ready. Uh, go ahead and guess. So it is a it is a pair because two people used that particular music. It was the Sultan and Tiger Ali Singh. I would not have known that. So that on on my list that that is incorrect. <laughs> that is the Iron Sheik. Wow, even older school than old school. Uh huh. That song called "Desert Threat," also by Jim Johnson. <laughs> That's how long he worked with the company. Hey, Dad, I the partial, Iron Sheik! I get partial credit because I was right. I just wasn't what you were thinking. Howard the ref, what do you say? Sorry, I started listening to the next one. Um, I would point. give it to him. I mean, okay. if, if it was used by somebody else, I mean, it's kind of, you know, there are themes that get used by multiple people. Kind of like um, the Patriot somebody calling your mama was used by not just uh, the Funkasaurus. And the yeah, Funkasaurus. not just him. Uh, the cat also mm -hmm. used that music back when he wrestled for the WWE. So it's been around. Okay. He said the cat, not the zombie from the Thriller music video. That That's what uh, the Funkasaurus did when he came out. Okay. Yeah. They had the, the whole, like, because he had, like, a tail and a hat. And, well, <laughs> it was... It was something else. Met him at WrestleMania 30 as well. Nice. Number 19. 19. Wow, that is an obnoxious New York accent. I think that's Enzo and Cass. I don't freaking know. Howard is correct. That is... Enzo Amore's song S-A-W-F-T is a sin by CFO Donald Sign featuring Enzo Amore. You know, if Big D had a dime for every time he's heard that song, he'd have zero dimes. <laughs> You're not wrong. Number 20. I'm going to let Big D get the first guess because I know who it is. Oh, no. <laughs> Does he get a, a, a minus point now for dropping that? I've upgraded to the Effenheimer. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give you this, Big D, as a hint. I don't know what Kidder has. Uh, but this particular wrestler was already on this list, but in a different gimmick. I don't remember who we've set up to this point. <laughs> The four locos wiped his memory. He can't no, that far. <laughs> like like I said, the last time I habitually watched any wrestling, I was a civilian. Guess what? I haven't been in almost fourteen years, so that should give me some idea. Yeah, it's Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. Death right, death my son, death my son Cody. He's Cody Rhodes, and he's gonna come on down to the ring at some point here. <laughs> and uh, the song is actually by the band Down Straight called kingdom nice and it, the name of the original song kingdom very good track all right 21 also another good track i enjoy vehicle pantheon talking about splitting the head open dang <laughs> i don't know this one i can't even i say have that. no I've idea heard this 
Howard Blues, you have and you do. And you're going to glue your head to your face, uh, hand once you uh, hear who it actually is. I'm waiting. Oh, oh, all right. That is Darby <laughs> Allen's theme music from AEW. The song is called I Fell by Wicca Phase Springs Eternal. Hate to tell you, I've never seen Darby Allen's entrance. Hmm. So, no, I haven't heard it. You lying son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Let's just move along to 22. And this one, you might not know who, but if you know the song or the band, we could credit that, I suppose. So it reminds me of Sables, although I know it's absolutely not Sables. And that's all you're getting out of me, although. (laughs) Shut up! Say something to take the camera thing off me. I should know this one. Do you know the wrestler, the band, or the song title? No, no, and no. That would be Orange Cassidy and his updated music, the song Jane by Jefferson Starship. Starship? Yep. They're still alive? I mean, it's an old song, but... Uh, uh, yeah. Sure. Howard, you had thoughts on that. I, no, I, I just... I should have known that one. Oh, all right. Like, <clears throat> as soon as you say it, it's like, oh, yeah, that's... Damn it. All right. That was much more of like, oh, I'm going to kick myself over it than your Darby Allen one earlier. <sighs> okay. Well, you know, I'm glad that you didn't glue your hand to your forehead. So let's move along to 23. Also strikes me as a ladies theme song, but I can't think of who. Incorrect. It is a male or dudes. If you'd like to guess again, the big dongs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure some people have called them that, but <laughs> Howard, I, I no, I, I got nothing on this one. FTR. Yeah. Okay. That. Uh, so the, the song is actually entitled Dark Side of TR by AEW Music. That is FTR, formerly known as The Revival in WWE. Uh, Again, really, can't really say that I've ever seen. I was going to say, I, I can't say that I've seen their entrance since they've gone over to AEW. So I, I don't get to watch AEW, Kidder. I, so I don't, I don't get to hear themes. Well, the next one's coming up in March, so put it on your calendar. <laughs> hey, hey, Kidder, Kidder, you want you want some bad news? No, it should have been. I've got some bad news. Uh, no, that would be copyright infringement. Uh, so, hey, do you want some bad news? No. Okay. Probably because I'm out. Again. Was well, right. that part four? Oh, well, since you asked, <laughs> we have the Simply Spiked Strawberry Lemonade 
<laughs> Here it is. There's a good look at it. If you're watching the video version on YouTube, you can subscribe for fleece. Free smash that sub button. Click the thumbs up, please. It's a strawberry lemonade, natural flavors, 5% alcohol by volume. It does contain alcohol. It's 12 fluid ounces by the Simply uh, Juice Company. Spiked. Here it is, 170 calories. It has aluminum, the aluminum from the Ball Corporation, a proud sponsor of your Colorado Avalanche. Big thanks to them for sponsoring it. It is a metal can. You can recycle it, gluten free. Please drink responsibly. I'm sure you can't drink uh, or shouldn't drink four of these in a sitting. But there's real fruit juice in this one, so we'll just say that I'm getting my vitamin C. Before but you crack that open. I already did. Frick. I was going to say, I'm going to have to cut you off because you were talking about subscribing for fleece onto the YouTubes. Yeah. I, I did say the fleets, and then I said free. So it's like I, a, I don't care. This means nothing. Free me. fleeting. You got to fleet over to click the sub for free. <laughs> Fleet over there fast in a fleeting moment. Make it happen. Now shut the hell up and listen to 24. Okay. Sounds like some bullshit my high school would have played. What did you do, Howard? Why is your orc naked and why is he sticking off of your finger? Well, uh, technically it's a Yeti. Not an orc. Of course it's a Yeti. <laughs> uh, of course. Um, well, because clearly I have glued my finger to it. Yeah. I remember my first time using glue. <laughs> uh, truthfully, truthfully, I, I put too much in the, the hole for the the connector for the wait head, and so it spilled out the Wait, back. wait. <laughs> wait. That probably goes with Big D's first time, too. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. Who is this again? <laughs> I will shit in your shoes. You already used that insult, Big D. No I don't care. <laughs> I do what I want. One point uh, for reuse of garbage. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, we, we recycle on this show. You get I'm recycling one. my shit. You get plus one. Uh, I'm going to guess the acclaimed. Good guess, but uh, incorrect. I'm going to guess the claim too, because I don't freaking know. <laughs> okay, you're still wrong. <laughs> Good job! There is their, their theme song has their name in it. And everybody I don't watch AEW. I have no idea. I, yeah, yeah, but everybody loves the acclaim. So this one, no, no, you got to do this because, see, it's the A, and then you scissor me, daddy. Okay. Um, so this is actually... The absolute Ricky Stocks love the the vibe with the song because it's it's got a vibe. Time for twenty five. You are almost all the way through. Oh, I should mention that uh, the song's called "It's Live" and it's by AEW Music. Here's twenty five. CM Punk. Let's go with Moxley. Should have went with CM Punk. Yeah. That's uh, his ECW theme. This fire burns. 
by Killswitch Engage. This is the one with the cool guitar riff. Didn't Orton use that like one time? Not that I remember, but uh, I wouldn't say that it didn't happen. <laughs> it might have. Fourth researching. Killswitch Engage. All right. The final one, number 26. Very you get if the guitar player was stop. <laughs> that was a, Why do you think I chose that. this part of the song? Howard's jamming too. This is a good jam session. This is one of those that I, I'm not going to get, but I'm going to kick myself the minute you tell me what it is. It's very familiar. And I, I can't place it. I'm going to guess Corbin. Big D, you got an official guess? No. Uh, so I'll just say Finley because I know it's absolutely wrong. Both of you are going to kick yourselves because that is Cult of Personality by Living Color, which is CM Punk's theme song. Oh, it's fair. No, fair it's, I, I wouldn't have known that one. I two I, Cody Rhodes, too. I think I might have gotten the other CM Punk one. Not not the, the Kill Switch, but the... I feel like there was another one, and that doesn't strike me as the one I'm thinking of. So That's just later in the song, which you never actually hear in the wrestling world, but you hear on the radio, because that's the guitar solo for okay. the actual song. So still the exact same song, just not the... Look in my eyes, what do you see? Fair enough. Good job, gents. I wasn't actually keeping track of who got it right or wrong, so thanks, future Howard. And there you go. I pasted the entire list into the uh, bottom, so then there's a little bit of something there. Like I can give you some controversy, though. Do you want some controversy? Well, we might as well do something that's of interest, because, I mean... <clears throat> Why not? Because everybody's already tuned out with all the wrestling stuff. <laughs> well, if this were Lane and he already looked through the show notes, he wouldn't make it to this far where we've mentioned him for a second time in this episode. But yeah, uh, he's tuned out or just hasn't watched. I don't even know if he's still watching, you know, now that he's in the big time in the big metro. Yeah. Yeah. Now that he's in Big D's old stomping grounds. Big D's like, which one? <sighs> I've lived in four countries in 10 years. It's actually a legitimate question that I have. Like, where? <laughs> He's in the uh, the old Twin Cities, Big D. Oh, yeah, that place that I live very close to, but don't actually go to very often. <laughs> yes. Oh, you mean Bismarck? No, he left Bismarck. Well, I can't even say that I go to Bismarck not often because I haven't. Don't. Not like you have two reasons to come down here. And at least one of those reasons would actually be nice to you. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Am I sensing some bitterness? Towards you. Yes. Huh? Well, this lemonade is a little bitter. Uh, hey, if I'm out of here in seven months, then potentially, then yeah, I got to figure something out. Me and Mrs. D and Little D to pack up the dogs and go spend a weekend down to the biz. I mean, yeah. we're pretty much here seven days a week, so you kind of got an open window. <laughs> yeah, but 
I can't disappear that easily from where I work. Actually, maybe I can. I'm just overthinking yeah. it. More to follow. The burdens of command. Uh, just drop one of those like smoke bombs, and then you'll be back when you're back. I mean, it's like you never left. Anyways, how about some controversy? Controversy! Oh, more of it. Right. Well, I mean, that's what I talk about on this show. Oh, this one's a pretty big one. This one is actually pretty huge. If it's uh, really huge, it can only be about one thing. Dungeons and Dragons. How does yeah. that? Yeah. So Dungeons and Dragons uh, has really gone through a whole renaissance uh, since the uh, release. Look, hey guys, I'll even have props of 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons. Uh Really got big, uh, especially thanks to um, live plays of it, such as Critical Role. It, it just it really took off. But part of it why is with Fifth Edition, they Watsy brought back the OGL, um, the Open Gaming License, and it basically allows you if you if you sign up. There's a few guidelines, but anybody can go use the basic D and D rules to create their own supplements. So you have companies like Privateer Press taking their own IP, in this case, War Machine and Hordes, and turning it into a um, 5e supplement, basically, so that you could play in their world. Um, and this is basically create a huge uh, market. You have a lot of independent game designers creating some really awesome content. Well, recently it was leaked that uh, Watsi was looking to change the OGL, the Open Gaming License. And in their change, um, but before they actually could put this thing out truly to the ether, uh, once it got leaked out, people have been kind of losing it over it. Um, because partially what this new updated, they're calling it 1.1 um, Gaming License does, is it requires such things of Watsi getting 20% of all your profits, including your Kickstarters uh, for your content that you are making. They have the right to take and use any of the material you produce. So basically, if you sign this, uh, this agreement, Watsi can then take your stuff and basically it becomes theirs. Uh, and with this, it puts a lot of danger on these uh these smaller developers because there are people who their whole side hustle now is developing content for DD and putting it online and selling it they're going to lose that income stream and they're going to you know it's going to be hard for them to feed their families if you are a larger company like privateer press and you're putting your ip into it now that would mean that watsi could technically have the rights to your content your ip because of how this uh, open gaming license works. So needless to say, this has created a huge firestorm of backlash. If people want more details on this, just go on to YouTube and, and, and do a Google search and you can find all sorts of people breaking this down in far greater detail. D&D has a subscription service for some of this content. It's called D&D Beyond. People have been dropping out of that um, Incredibly, like the numbers have gone way down of subscribers. Uh, and so D uh, Wizards of the Coast tried to rectify this uh, in a document that got leaked uh, a couple, it was either yesterday or today. 
Um, it got leaked. They were going to respond to all of this with a FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions document. Um, and there's been some people who are lawyers who have already gone through this. And it's a there's a lot of lies even within the FAQ, such as, well, we'll never take your stuff. Well, you know without asking permission. Well, the problem is if you sign the contract that has this clause that says that they have access to your stuff, guess what? You sign the contract, you've given permission. So even though they're not taking your stuff, they, they really are, they have that ability. There's some other ones, again, you can find other breakdowns, but this might be the thing that really damages D&D. Um, and there are a couple of companies already who make some of this other independent content that are gearing up and planning to sue Watsi over this. So if they don't drop this, we could actually uh, see Wizards of the Coast getting sued for damages. So that's the big controversy. It's, it's, I, my YouTube feed is like filled with videos talking about it. It's, everybody's talking about it because, and, Kidder, I'll, I'll even tie this in. I'll make it interesting for you, even though I know you don't tend to play a lot of role-playing video games. Nope. But there are a lot of role-playing video games that actually take and use, thanks to the open gaming license, mechanics and such from D&D. Um, things like Knights of the Old Republic back in the day used kind of D&D rules. Uh, Neverwinter Nights is another example. So, and there are more modern ones too. Um, hey, Kidder, I know you played this one. World of Warcraft could technically be affected by this. I, I mean, I had played it. We know you still play. As soon as this show's over, you, you go, you sign in, <laughs> run around the Barrens. I can't afford that. I'm sure it's it's over 15 bucks a month now. I can't afford that. That was That was years ago. We're talking... 18 years ago, I played that. I just felt like giving you grief. Um, but my, just as an example, my of the World War of Warcraft time can now, now buy tobacco products <laughs> since I last played. But anyway, that's the, the big news, and it can have that effect on, yeah, even video games might be affected by this. So it's a it's a huge deal. I saw one video before I, I came down for the, the show that had said that Watsi had already now just decided not to do the uh, the upgrade to the gaming license, but we'll we'll see. Just because I see one video doesn't mean I believe it. People are upset when you start messing with their Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, you had something about you know podcasts, but the only podcast to listen to is this one. I'll watch. Please and uh, thanks. Subscribe. Smash that sub button. I, I mean, I I did start a new podcast that I'm listening to, Kidder. Um, that's not ours. You started to listen to a new podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's called intentionally blank. And it's, uh, by like the content on this show. Yeah. Uh, it is by, uh, two professional authors, Brandon Sanderson and, uh, Dan Wells. And, and <laughs> the premise of it is, is great. Uh, Brandon is a big enough author that he, uh, he, he does a lot of autographs. And so he has to sign a lot of stuff. And so 
really the the reason they started this podcast is because as he was sitting there signing stuff, his buddy Dan would sit there and talk with him, and they decided, well, let's record this. So it's these two guys talking a lot about pop culture and and the things they're watching and some of that. And I mean, it's a it's it's kind of like this show, um, except no drinking and far less swearing. Uh, but very interesting. I, I'm most of the way through the first episode and it's, it's, it's really good. It's really solid. They, they talk a lot about, um, the, uh, the Schneider cut of justice league. Um, they kind of talk about some of their work and what it means to edit your work. And, um, and should you go back and edit your work? It's, it's interesting. They also spend a lot of time trying to figure out a name for their podcast during that one. Otherwise, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's all I'm listening to. Um, I do. I did get a new CD for for Christmas, Kidder, and I will try to give it a listen so that maybe next week uh, <coughs> I can do a review. Okay. There. There's a tease for next week. Really, you're teasing the fact that uh, even though the myth that uh, we don't know what we're doing more than five minutes before the show we actually do well sometimes sometimes possibly maybe not always is that kind of like uh the belief that the speed limit's wide open on the autobahn yeah speed limits on the autobahn huh yeah it is an urban legend actually there kidder that there are no speed limits on the autobahn oh fear of going way too fast in spine <clears throat> porsche <laughs> actually and and i can't imagine why we're you know bringing this up now so there are in european countries as you cross the borders because generally they're open borders there's a, a sign that will tell you across this language barrier um what the speed limits are generally and there's a there's a sign that tells you when to go back to that speed limit that you see you'll see um and this is for future howard this is why i posted the the picture in there in the in the run sheet uh the example that is pasted in there is from germany specifically the d is for deutschland so you see a silhouette of a cityscape and a 50 and a big red circle that means that the speed limit within uh city limits is 50 kilometers per hour it's about 30 miles an hour uh, the cityscape with the red line means out on the country roads, kind of analogous to our state highways or county highways, where it's 100 kilometers an hour, about 60-ish. That blue sign you see there with the blue 130 is the European uh, recommended speed limit sign. For us, we would see a recommended speed limit sign on an exit ramp with a yellow speed limit sign as opposed to a white that's recommended. So the 130 is recommended. And it's about 80 miles an hour, a little under. Well, urban legend, there are no speed limits on the Autobahn. Kind of true. If you are in default conditions, then legally you can drive as fast as you want. Oh, that is awesome, yeah. However, comma, two big caveats on that. One is if you get into a wreck and you're going more than 130 kilometers an hour and the police can prove that you were by german law it is your fault doesn't matter what happened you could be doing everything right you get sideswiped more than 130 your fault that's thing one thing too is that there are actually areas that do have posted speed limits in and around major urban areas and around interchanges 
So all that to say, it is possible to get a speeding ticket on the Autobahn. Ask me how I know. How do you know? Were you going way too fast in my Porsche? Yeah, but it was an Opel Corsa. A little bit smaller than a VW Golf. Opels don't <laughs> exist in the States. Uh. Little four-banger. I could redline the... Uh, I could... Um, I could bury the needle on the speedometer if I'm going downhill and kind of like a mail truck. Yeah, pretty much. Shut up. Bam. Yeah. So there was, there was one yeah, day I had, I had just gotten back from Afghanistan. I had just gotten a car and I decided I was going to go down to Trier, uh, which is about a half hour drive ish from where I was stationed and going from, uh, Audubon one or going from Audubon 60 on the Audubon one to go down to Trier. There's a rapid fire speed limit deceleration, 120 clicks, 180, 60. Well, I decided I was going to blow off the 60. Trouble is, there was a speed trap right there. And I'm rounding the bend, blind curve with all sorts of trees blocking everything. And the next thing I know, Pulitzer is waving me over. Ah, oh, come see here, Vita. Frick. So I come over, he starts talking to me in German, especially English, like yeah, a little bit. Uh, long story short, that was a 95 euro ticket, which when you make $19,000 a year is a whole lot of your paycheck. Uh, at the time, that was about 135 bucks. Did you ask if you had something that you could do for him to get out of the ticket? Or perhaps something that the wife could do for us to get out of the ticket? Did you have a feather duster? Did you have a feather duster in the back seat? No, I didn't. I told him I was wrong because I was freaking wrong. I blew it off. The end. I paid my fine like a good guest in a foreign nation. This is America. I don't have to pay for that. That's some BS. It was, it was not America. It was Germany. No, that's <laughs> what you could have said. Like I'm an American. I don't have to pay this. This is your country. Oh no. See, there's an agreement between the two countries. <laughs> I didn't sign that. I don't agree. <laughs> uh, yes, it could get dark pretty quick. Uh, and suddenly, uh, Big D ends up in the gulag. And on that incredibly dark note, anyway, uh, Kidder, we've been talking for quite a while. And uh, we should probably wrap this up. Before I glue any more fingers to things. So to do that, we of course need to hit some plugs. Okay. For the record, I'll... before the plugs start, you have not glued your fingers to your nose, or you're not doing that bad. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I was just gonna try say, to glue stop. your fingers to your nose. What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, no, I'm trying not to. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Nice save. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice, nice save. All right, <clears throat> let's get cheap. Cheap plugs indeed. First of all, our website, beerbluesbs.com, right there on your screen if you're watching the video version. Thank you for watching us, by the way. Beerbluesbs.com. That is our home in cyberspace. Please visit us early and visit us often. While you're there, click the merch button. Top of the screen, you can buy some awesome merch. Support the show. You know, buy a shirt, maybe buy a sticker, just like uh, right here, one of these hair stickers. 
<clears throat> perhaps if you don't get a sticker but you want something to drink out of get one of these the triple b beer glass yes it's a whole pint beerbluesbs.com on there to remind you of the website to go to and our classy logo beerbluesbs.com for that click on merch and you can find the pint glasses many designs on there including yes big d has his very own design you can get him on your shirt or on a pint glass, something like that. Beerbluesbs.com. Click on merch. It's you it's really it, it's really a steal. I mean, for the price that you pay versus the amount of entertainment that you get out of whether it's a pint glass or a t-shirt or a shower curtain with Big D's face on it. I mean, it just pays for itself. Beerbluesbs.com. Click on merch. <clears throat> Also, while you're on our website, we would love for you to buy us a beer. You can buy us one, two, three, six, twelve, whatever. Buy us a beer. All you need to do is go to beerbluesbs.com, click buy us a beer. You see the beer filling up. That is you helping us fill up our beers at beerbluesbs.com. You can also leave a message. We'll put it up on the screen here as the video version, and we will talk about it and thank you personally, beerbluesbs.com. Thanks. Also, we are on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We are on YouTube for the video version and every audio platform that's out there, including iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb. Amazon Podcast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. There's also more of them. We're on Podbean. Join us there. Any audio platform that you are subscribed to or have the app, please, in the search bar, type beer, blues, and BS and hit search. You'll see our classy Triple B logo, which, again, looks like this it has the old-fashioned microphone there with the beer blues and bs yelling out the side of it so you can do that and if you want to win one of those pint glasses howard blues we're doing a contest right yeah yes we are all you have to do is i'll be very quick three simple things one subscribe to youtube two share a video from our YouTube channel on your Facebook page, and three, tag us in that video. Get it all in by the by February 16th for your chance to win as part of the live drawing on episode 100. There. That was quick. Power Blues doing a cheap plug, everybody, and it's not even... Oh, yeah, it's a wrestling show. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, uh, that is that subscribe like share we appreciate it thank you very much can win one of those pint glasses awesome addition to your collection if you're like me collecting the pint glasses and apparently collecting aluminum cans from random lemonade flavors of alcoholic beverages all right aside from that mentioned the youtube mentioned <clears throat> facebook we are also on Instagram. If you love to gram and you love to share the photos, uh, follow us, please, for free at Beer Blues BS. Yes, we're on Instagram, and our claim to fame is me slapping 
Mike the Miz and telling him that he needs to give up his shirt because his shirt says, I have massive balls. I say that he needs to give up his shirt for the kid in the front row about eight seats down for me because that kid has bigger balls than he does. You can see it for yourself at Beer Blues BS on Instagram. I'm sure you haven't seen it yet, Big D, but you need to watch it. And please like us, follow us, subscribe to us on Instagram and Facebook at Beer Blues BS. With episode 100 coming up real quick, thanks for being part of the journey. We really appreciate you. We'd appreciate you even more if you like, share, and subscribe because that helps us get in front of more awesome people such as yourself. So thanks for making this far in the episode. Big D, thank you very much for taking more time out of your day and being part of another show. Always a pleasure. Well, I'm sure it is. And with that, Howard Blues is on the other side of this. I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kenner. Thanks for joining us for this and every edition of uh, Beer Blues and BS, this episode of Beer Blues and BS. Keep your glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we will catch you on down that sour Tuscan Highway again. Catch you on down there, dusty Tuscan Highway Road there, and uh, we'll see you again on the next episode of Beer Blues and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. And I think it just made my computer freak out. It's awesome. Ah, there we go. We're good. All right. Well, gents, you ready to kick this thing off? Kick, punt, place kick. Take your pick. <coughs> Kidder looks like he's still thinking. He's pondering. He's trying to decide, am I really ready for this? Did I drink enough while I was pre-gaming at Thomas <laughs> Moriarty's? Um, that was Wednesday, and so... No, that has worn off. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say, Kidder, don't like this false advertising on our Instagram page, man. I never said we were there now. <laughs> you you implied it was kind of implied because it didn't say like at Thomas and Moriarty's. I think it's not like we were there right now, ready to go. I mean, it's not like this show is live anyway, you know. Here's what happened two weeks ago.
breaking yesterday or last week or the week before or five weeks from before that.